you better start because you've yeah. got an got an yeah. appointment. But something than us. I heard about every third word of that, Ricky P. <laughs> By the way, apparently you to... have more important things to do at eleven thirty-five, so we're I being do. rushed. Yes, I don't like to be rushed. Uh, Welcome to Show Center, the Air Show podcast. I'm Air Show announcer Matt Jolly, joined as always by the legendary Air Show announcing team of Rob Ryder and Ricky Peterson. Hiya, oh, Rob. I said a team. Uh, we're, we're t- You're a uh, team. Hey, I th- I was kind of keying in on legendary. You know yeah. that was pretty nice. Uh, and- I Stop listening at that point, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Legends in our own minds. Oh, gosh. Hey, well, we have a guest today. It's Rick Peterson because Rick is fresh back from the road. Uh, and from... Father Mark said no, so that's yeah. basically it. Yeah. You, you did. You, this is great. You you worked with a priest and a dog this week. I did. You got to tell I... the story. Did Father Mark really well, say I, no? First of all, I, I wish more shows would hire these, uh, these ultimates. These Hollywood dogs, they, they were they were amazing. Wait, 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 I, wait, wait. What? A Hollywood Ultim, dog? Ultimuts? Yeah. Ultimuts, is, is she was on America's Got Talent uh, out of the London, Ontario area, St. Thomas. And, uh, and her and her team <laughs> trained these dogs for movies. And a lot of these movies were, you know, um, these dogs are famous in the cats. Then they had dogs and cats, by the way, acting together. And they they don't you know they don't beat them into submission. They train them with, with their toys, with toys and treats. This is how it's done. And That's they, how I'm trained. Yeah. So what's a big That's, deal? <laughs> That's exactly exactly how, how we were trained. So the uh, so the show is in between some of the flying acts. This is a different kind of show. It Father sounds Mark, like it. Yeah, sure. Father, Father Mark Sargent is is a bit of a, a a known. He's a hero in this country. He really is. He served in the military. Uh, he's uh, he's helped an awful lot of our soldiers and an awful lot of people in his community. He never he, he's just always in motion. He's always doing something to help. So he came up with this idea. Uh, they had Brian uh, Scholl do the, the do the talk, the SR seventy one talk on Friday nice. night, and that was a sellout and that went over well. And then they have this festival. It's called uh, Air Fest, where they're flying one act an hour, and then in also in that hour they have everything from a plane pull to uh, these acrobats and these dogs performing too. So everyone just goes from section to section and they keep moving around and then an airplane flies and there's some aerobatics and it's just lovely, lovely. And and kudos to him for putting this together because as he mentioned, he can't compete against the bigger shows that are in the area. Uh, the London uh, Air Show, of course, uh, is a big attraction for military stuff. And so he's not even going to try and compete against that. Uh, the uh, Canadian Air, uh, Warplane Heritage Museum is just a few kilometers away uh, celebrating their 50th uh, anniversary uh, this year, and they have a show as well in Brantford and and at the museum. So he he doesn't want to compete with that. He wants to do something a little bit different, but include flight with it. Yeah. So he put this on. So these dogs, I went over to go and check it out because I thought I've got to see how the dogs behave around the noise of say a jet or the or an airplane, and they were fine with it because they're very very well trained. They're very well cared for. They had the air condition comfort of their own motor home and the rest of the team trainers travel in another motor home and they and i thought of matt right away because i thought this is how he lives and rolls you know he's got the family in one motor home and then he's got his own so uh he he i'm watching this 
And of course, they, they want some uh, audience participation in some of it. So these dogs are amazing, and they're mutts. They're not all purebred dogs or anything, and they're they're catching balls and throwing balls back at you, and they're running the uh, the course and everything. And then and then she tells you the movie that they were in or the television series, and then you suddenly you realize that, that yes, I've seen that. I remember the movie. I remember the animal. So they're all stars. And then it comes time for me to get involved. And she brings out, unfortunately, she says, most of the animals that we have are used in a certain genre of film. And uh, Rick is going to come out here and he's going to interact with both the dog and the cat that starred in Pet Cemetery. Oh, no. no. Stephen King. <laughs> so they're horror mutts. So she says, now remember, they're only acting. They're playing the part of a rabbit animal or something like that. So she has this dog starts to stalk. It gets down and it's like going. <laughs> thinking, That's pretty damn real. <laughs> Great. To the point where I'll be much more comfortable on top of the truck announcing the next airplane. <laughs> <laughs> the only dog and cat they let you work with was the ones from Pet Cemetery. That just <laughs> that just kills me. I mean, <laughs> don't be alarmed, children. <laughs> Rick's about to have his rear end ripped off. <laughs> it was pretty real. This thing's trying to get the ears back and the whole, every tooth is showing, right? And then, and then she just says some magic words and does an arm gesture and they, and they're out of it. So all this to say that there's so many other things that we could bring to the air show table as events and festivals, uh, as some are already trying and, uh, and it works and it works very well. And this, this worked very well in his community. They're going to build a hospice, uh, the small community of St. Thomas, which is, a famous, infamous, I guess is the best way to put it, St. Thomas, Ontario, if you remember Jumbo the Elephant, Barnum and Bailey, the huge oh, yeah. circus elephant, wasn't born there. Jumbo died there, hit by a train. You can only imagine. <laughs> Rob's, Rob's trying to suppress a laugh right now, and I don't play him. It's, it's just so sad. It's sad. It is sad, and at the same time, it's like, what? So in St. Thomas, they have a huge life-size statue of Jumbo where it all happened. Is this, and it's is known this as a bronze elephant. It's well, it's not bronze. It's I think it's made out of the fiberglass. Like you can, it sounds hollow when you knock on it because I did. And it's uh, <laughs> and it's uh, anyway. I shot some video around there that I'll probably share again. Wow. But it's uh, it's it's it, that's infamous. And uh, and the railway town aspect of it. It is a railway town, and it's uh, it's a wonderful place with wonderful people. And that is uh, so. Therefore, at the hotel, there are little statues of elephants everywhere. And a lot of people that don't know the story ask, "What's with all the elephants here?" And then they tell them the story, and then they they often react very much like Rob just did, <laughs> trying to suppress first the incredulous look and then the so <laughs> so the train runs over the elephant in, oh, yeah. in the town yes and, and they still they build a elephants. monument to the yeah. train well it's hard to sweep something that big under the table I mean you well no kidding can't yes. do it you've got to set something on the table at that point exactly like a tiny elephant at the lobby of the hotel that's right lots of that's it. right Lots of pictures developed. You just you just embrace it. Was it was it uh, any fault of the town? Was there a, a faulty crossing that uh, the elephant couldn't read, or was it a, a rogue driver of the train from the town? I don't know. <laughs> I, I might go into the uh, if I have the time, Matt. I promise I'll go into the access of information. And I will yeah. get the story by the story because someone's probably somebody's got to yeah. be culpable. Yeah, from the town because there's this incredible amount of guilt that they've now 
build this life-size attraction there in the town. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Probably a, a terrible story in its past. Yeah. That's it. So now they're going to bring I, pet cemetery pets there just to make it <laughs> make it even weirder. This is great, Rick. We yes. keep this up. We're going to have to rename the podcast. This has nothing to do with air shows, except if we were to say, hey, Matt, why don't you come to this show and fly your de Havilland chip mutt? <laughs> oh, you waited for that one, didn't you, Rob? That <laughs> was well well played, the chip mutt. Well, were the air the, bud dogs there, Rick? That was my other question. I mean, because I've seen enough of they, those movies. They, as in fact, funny you would say that they did have a dog. They don't have the uh, that breed anymore. Apparently, he's 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 passed on. He was not struck by a tree. It was all natural. <laughs> struck by a train. It was all natural. <laughs> but uh, they uh, they do the scene. They do the. That's the dog that actually catches the basketball and throws it back to you. Oh, it's really? Just, from Air Bud. Yeah. yeah both paws. And that uh, boop, Chihuahua that from Beverly Hills or whatever it is. I've seen all those right. talking movies. Right. That little book guide. Yeah creatures and all they're yeah. all there they, they would, it was fascinating so and then one, another wonderful thing that happened is richard cooper at waterloo warbirds up here on this side of the border had an l29 that was in russian paint and he changed that after everything that happened in ukraine mm. and put it in ukraine air force markings and they had a 10 year old and her mom who came to the saint thomas area um two months ago uh, fleeing Ukraine, now living in Canada in St. Thomas, came out and brought bread and salt, the traditional bread and salt, and they were in traditional garb to greet the airplane and Richard unexpectedly. And Richard was in tears, as you could well imagine. I bet. Uh, claiming that it was the wind and allergies and all of that stuff, but it was a pretty moving, moving moment. And uh, the rest of the weekend, when he did his banana pass, he would hold the little teddy bear she gave him as well, uh, wrapped in the Ukraine flag up wow. in the. You know, and a lot of the uh, photographers. With the big lenses that they have these days, we've got some great shots of uh, of that beautiful banana pass with the uh, the Canadian flag and all of that uh, in the uh, cockpit. So some nice, just some wonderful moments in a small little show in the middle of rural Ontario. It was lovely. It's a great way to start your season, Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so still things can't are get past the uh, the rabid dog and the the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just sit in the chair. Rick. Don't worry. This. <laughs> It's all going to be okay, Rick. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> Skulking off to the backside of you. No, what a cool thing. But you're right. I mean, we have to kind of reimagine this stuff. And uh, and Father Mark, like, well, how great is that, that he's able to, to pull something yes. like this off in a small town that, that otherwise wouldn't have anything? I think that's terrific. What is his tie to aviation? The I, it all started at the ICAST convention where he started thinking when he saw when he saw Brian's uh, you know uh, presentation there um, on the SR seventy one, and uh, he just thought, you know, I could bring this to a small community as well. It's 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 got a lot to say, and it did. It really worked. Everything worked. It worked very well. And his tie to aviation. Reiterate that. His tie to aviation is through the military, and uh, and through knowing Dan McLaren, good friends. In fact, uh, it was Father Mark that uh, married Dan and Martina. Uh, in their backyard. Wow. And Father Mark uh, knew Dan through his father in the Signals Corps, where he was the chaplain, and uh, helped Dan through the passing of his father and stuff, as chaplains do so well. And they're an essential part, really, of any military unit or a community, for that matter. Uh, and uh, so through that, got involved in the aviation aspect of it, although his real passion is military vehicles. Like Dan, he collects Jeeps and trucks and stuff, but... Uh, 
his service uh, and, and with the troops through some pretty heavy times, including Afghanistan most recently and uh, Somalia and places like that, um, you know, were very important and, and continue to be important to the soldiers who come back with PTSD and others that he continues to help. He's a, He's got a heart two sizes too big, we like to say, and a good man, Father Mark. I wish yeah, he could have joined us today. Yeah, very, that would have been really fun. I, well, I, I, I think that's great, and I love the idea of, of other things uh, at the show to sort of complement it, and that, that's yeah. just great. Kudos to Father Mark. What about Fagan Fighters? Because you, you went off to uh, the, great, uh, the great city of Granite. Is it Granite Falls, is it not? Yes, even, even smaller than St. Thomas, but uh, no circus animals were ever killed there. It uh, it has well the strangest thing I ever I've ever seen in Granite Falls because I didn't understand the migration patterns was I can remember with Ralph Royce a few years ago the first year I did this show in the middle of the cornfields on the edge of the prairies was um, with Ralph and we had to kill time because it's a one day show and you always book the Sunday for the rain day and you go home on Monday well almost every Sunday I've done every Sunday I've done this show you, you end up with nothing to do so you go out and see the sights in a very small place so a little museum they have a waterfall it's Granite Falls after all and I go in there's pelicans pelicans in the middle the northern part of the US on the edge of the prairies all these white pelicans at the foot of the falls you know, just with their big mouthfuls of fish and everything. Yeah, I was going to say they had to be fishing, right? Yeah. They sure were. And I'm like, what are pelicans doing here? Did some, is this like some crazy notion that like swans in some parks and Central mm -hmm. Park and places like that, someone out west thinks this is pretty? Let's put some, let's put some pelicans. You're sure they're not the trained pelicans? I mean, well, yeah. apparently that's their migration pattern. And they, they come to that area and up through the prairies uh, every, every year in the summer. And then they head back in the winter. So I had no idea. So I lots of photographs of that. But now, to say about Fagan's fighters, uh, the Fagan family built this place, uh, the, the grandfather did, uh, although he never experienced it. Unfortunately, uh, he passed away uh, before it was finished. A man who served, uh, was one of the first in on Utah Beach uh, at Normandy, uh, was wounded there. Wounded again at the Battle of the Bulge, uh, wow. enough that he had to be, he, he was withdrawn from the battle. I'm sure kicking and screaming all the way because he wanted back in again. He just seemed to be that kind of guy. And so he asked the family to make sure that we honor the people. He never talked about the war after that. He learned to fly after the war um, and flew for 60 years and just said, asked the family, let's make sure that we're never forgotten. Let's build a museum to their honor. And so in the middle of a cornfield just outside Granite Falls, it's like Field of Dreams, the movie, build it and they will come. They have built what looks like a World War II aerodrome, pretty authentic, got an authentic control tower. They even brought in sand from Utah Beach with the permission of those who look after that now. And so the, uh, the beach of the Normandy Landing bronze uh, statue that they have inside the museum actually has sand from there. Uh, on the floor, so they've really done it up well for him, and of course that's Aaron and uh, and um, and his brother Evan, who have put this thing together. The whole family's involved, and Ron, the patriarch, the 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 son of the grandfather. I mean, it's going three and now heading towards four generations of this family that put this thing on when they can. Because of COVID and all that, they haven't been able to. They invite some warbirds, so they have a ramp area about the size of any small flying club. 
and 70 plus warbirds showed up to help them celebrate. Wow. Quite a show. Yeah, they had Tora, Tora, Tora there this year. They had to park in the grass. That's right. I love seeing the pictures of that. And I don't think Tora brought the P-40 because it looked like uh, Taylor uh, Stevenson was flying uh, one of Fagan's or both of Fagan's, I guess. Absolutely. He flew the Desert uh, uh, Tiger. And uh, and had to get checked out on it and everything. And I watched them uh, going through the serious briefings and everything uh, in one of the hangars before he did that. So, yes, they included their P-40 in it. And uh, everybody flew. Ron, for the first time, didn't fly this year. Uh, Ron just, and there was some wind. Uh, you know, it was gusty wind and very, very hot. So uh, uh, those who felt that uh, they might be just a little rusty on it or whatever just decided, you know what, we'll let we'll let the guys like, um, you know, the, the uh, Fowler... And uh, yeah, Ray Bernie, Fowler, and, yeah, Bernie Vasquez. Yeah, all, all these, all these guys uh, do the flying. Steve Hinton and Steve Jr. were supposed to be there, but Steve, as you know, has took a tumble and broke his wrist and his leg or something. And he's on the mend now, which is good. So he wasn't able to come. And Warren Peach also took a fall. What? Uh, well, yes, he took a fall and and hurt his head pretty bad. And he's just now. It looks like he's out of the woods. He's going to be fine as well and recover. Fell down the stairs. Yeah. So uh, we probably Ooh. should have put that in prop wash. But these right. guys are going to be okay. Both Steve and he. And uh, I'm sure they missed uh, being there really because uh, I know how much they enjoyed. And and Warren was going to fly the Spitfire, and uh, and I think Steve Jr. was going to fly the Zero. Yeah. And but anyway, they Bernie Bernie was. Doing overtime, he flew about four different types uh, throughout the afternoon. He did a great job as well. So, but they've got a real zero there, right? That's one of the real zeros. That's their latest. Uh, they acquired the that is their latest acquisition, and the Hellcat as well, which I, I think either has won or will win something at Oshkosh this year because uh, it's really been well done. And Steve Hinton helped with the restoration on that, and uh, they did the polishing parts yeah, on the it. The Hellcat was there last year and did and has already won. I mean, that is a spectacular Very airplane, fun. though. Now they have the Helldiver that's coming out too, uh, which yes. we're all kind of watching for. Is, the, is the second one not the one that uh, is this the, the second Helldiver that currently only one is flying? Ed Vesley usually yeah, flies this, that. Yeah, right? This will be a second. This yes. will be the second. Wow! And one of it's the great still a things. Long way to go. It's still, I, I saw it, Matt, and it still has a long way to go. Well, let's, saw, let's talk real quick. Hold on, Rob. Just one yeah. thing I wanted to throw in there. Evan has has taken on probably the largest parts cache now of World War II aircraft parts uh, from Jay Whistler. Uh, and, I mean, like several semi-truck loads. I don't remember the exact number uh, with a full inventory are now housed up there, uh, there at that at that field. I mean, it's, it's remarkable what they're doing, uh, not only in restoration, but in sustainment uh, yes. for these aircraft. So I don't think that can be underestimated. Sorry, Rob, but I wanted to make sure we, we couch that yep. because oh, a lot of the Warbird operators, I mean, they, the Fagan family is just, I mean, there, there is no finer family uh, preserving it, these, it, these war memorials, these flying. War and memorials. it could be because of that, because of that consolidation and bringing them into one area, make it easier for any restorer to get the parts he or she needs to get it going. Except I, they, said they, they were saying they're having an awful lot of trouble getting chipmunk parts. That yeah. Some guy has ordered them all. Here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, gladly point them in the right direction. 
<laughs> you know, I, you talk about the P-40. I was taking my plane out recently, and I was getting ready to take off. And the Tri-State Warbird Museum in Cincinnati at Claremont County Airport uh, is right across from where where I keep my plane. And they were taxiing the P-40, and I just forgot how pretty that plane was. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It, and I never realized the length of the airplane was what it was. It just was a spectacular airplane. Yeah, and the rarity of Fagans is the desert camouflage in the one, and the and the Aleutian Tiger, uh, the other are just they're beautiful. The paint schemes very authentic, and uh, as Matt pointed out, they are meticulous at what they do. And they really are. So the rest of the air show, uh, air shows are just thumping along just well. I see the uh, the Belgians with the um, I don't know if you saw the paint scheme on the F sixteen demo. Yeah, <laughs> the Viper, that is one probably the most colorful jet I've ever seen. And uh, they change the tail uh, every show they're at to wear the flag on the uh, tip of the uh, of the elevator, and uh, so they they're constantly tweaking it, and it's uh, just spectacular. I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, in September, but uh, that is that is really cool. And the Red Arrows, of course, managed to get a nine plane up for the Queen's Jubilee as a flyby, and that's good news. But uh, maybe we should hit the prop wash uh, theme there, Matt, because there is other news in our industry. Well, out of respect for our guest today, Rick Peterson, we were we're going prop wash because he's a guest. He's an invited guest. But now, squarely back in the seat, the Get to work. most professional name at Airshow News, Rick Peterson. There we go. As the, <laughs> as the Thunderbirds of the Blue Angels continue to press on... Uh, you know, in a spectacular year where we're seeing some uh, big crowds again this year, and it's just great despite the cost of fuel and despite other things, rental cars and other uh, things that can hamper uh, bottom lines. Thank God ICAST came up with this discount uh, for members this year because it's saving some air shows big coin. And even myself as a performer, I mean, it's, it's less than so far in some of my rentals that I've done with our ICAST discount, it's like half the cost. Right. Yeah. So, yeah I've this experienced is, this is that. Wonderful. Just absolutely wonderful. Up here, though, on this side of the border, it's not it's too much about Canada, this uh, this this broadcast. We may pay dearly for this, Matt. I don't know. I'm no. hoping not. No, no, no. No, no this is, it's, hey, we are all just, Americans. It's just, just me being North. Being We're all North Americans. Apologetic right now. Really, I don't care. So <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> That's the Ricky so, P we know and love. There you go. So the snowbirds have run into some difficulty, another technical glitch. And that's put them on the ground, and for the first time, I think, in their history, in the 50 years, they're not flying over Ottawa, the nation's capital, for Canada Day. And we're recording this the day before. Uh, but uh, Brett Parker, of course, the, uh, the number one, the boss, uh, I'm going to let him tell you what's going on in, in his words. Hey, good day, everyone. It's uh, Major Brett Parker, uh, team leader of the Canadian Forces Snowbirds. Just want to pass on a small message to everybody. And, uh, we're excited to be getting back uh, to business and uh, back to the air and flying. I'm uh, hoping uh, to get uh, back onto our uh, 2022 uh, air show season schedule, which was hopefully see us in uh, Kelowna, British Columbia, July 8th and 9th. Uh, unfortunately, uh, due to the requirement for us to get some uh, some maintenance and also some training, we're going to uh, end up heading back to Moose Jaw for the next uh, week or so to get ready to resume our flying schedule. So unfortunately, we're not going to be able to join you in Ottawa for Canada Day, which is obviously very disappointing for all of us. But 
However, we all know that Canada Day is a great time to celebrate who we are and where we come from, and I hope everyone has a fantastic time there, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the airshow circuit this year. Take care. All right, and you heard uh, as in making that announcement, the truck driver fired up the truck to get him in there and out of there as quickly as possible after <laughs> making that announcement. But uh, I kid. The um, It's pretty serious stuff. Uh, as you know, they've been flying this jet for a long time, and um, uh, these things are coming up and, and getting to be a frequent thing, and uh, safety is coming first, so you keep them on the ground. They're going to get back to Musha where they can work on these things. Uh, they've had a continuing ejection system problem that uh, I don't know if this is exactly what the problem is, but uh, there is a problem that they're going to have to fix before they continue on. And he said they're hopeful to pick it up in July. Fingers crossed on that, but I know that they will make the safety decision first. And uh, and then, of course, there's been an upgrade going on with a glass cockpit uh, in the jet as well. And uh, I don't, I'm fairly certain that that's not the problem, but... Uh, these are some of the things that are being considered right now as the team returns and hopefully picks up that schedule, as he mentioned, in July. No promises there. But that's about it as far as prop watch goes, Matt. Rick, what is the feasibility of putting a different ejection seat in that, that Matt, jet? I can't hear you. can't hear you at all. Seriously, I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, can you hear me, Rick? I can. Okay, yeah, well, what? his question on what's the feasibility of putting a different ejection seat in the Tudor? I think that's very feasible. It's modular. I think uh, one goes out, one goes in. There's there obviously going to be uh, some uh, some adjustments to that and some cost to that. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't I, – and this is just me. This is me. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody, but I don't understand an upgrade to a glass cockpit when something like that is more essential in my mind. And uh, And I don't know the answer to that question yet either. I haven't had a chance to ask the team that question, to be fair. Uh, but um, I, I'm hoping that uh, any problems with the ejection system are addressed thoroughly and, and first off before any other adjustments at this point. And I think we have to, as an industry, too, uh, look, and this is not where I intended to go with this broadcast, but I think we have, as an industry, have to start looking at the idea that this is going to change sometime soon. Uh, whether they continue on as the Snowbirds, whether they continue on as a nine-plane or a seven-plane or a five-plane or not at all is one of those considerations, I think, that has to be given some thought now uh, as they as they move forward, and uh, and we'll see. But again, these, these are my thoughts. Nobody else's, just, just mine alone. As yeah. you think about that, Rick, are you considering that if the Snowbirds uh, do, God forbid, go away, that would cause some shrinkage of number of shows in the industry, would it not? I think more importantly, if if they don't come up with a better idea or, or a new idea or fresh idea, it's going to affect, first of all, recruitment because it is an essential part. What we do, air shows, and them being a big staple and part of it is important for recruitment. The fact that the Canadian forces have now moved forward and finally replaced the CF-18, but not announced at least that they're going to the F-35, may help with some recruitment. But you've also got to get that story out there to the people. And the best and easiest and most efficient way to do that is through air shows. So it's it's kind of a crossroads. It, it's, it's been coming, and it just seems that we're, get, we're approaching the stop sign a little sooner, perhaps. Although, having said that, we have pushed that further down the road quite a few times now. So there comes a point where you can't anymore. And uh, I know they, they – I don't think that uh, the industry would do as well without them. 
And I think the Canadian forces would not do as well without them. But you've got to put lives and safety first. And I think that's where we are, especially with this situation now. On, on, a, on a happier note, uh, when you said recruitment, it reminded me of the effect that Top Gun's original release back in the 80s had on recruitment. And I just read that uh, Top Gun Maverick has now become Tom Cruise's first billion-dollar blockbuster film in, in, in tickets. At the sales. box office. That's pretty cool. Yeah. At the box office. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah. And that's going to have a bump in recruitment, I think. it's It's been very successful. And something that I'll, I'll elaborate more on uh, is, and you guys, too, when you're out there at your next shows, um, keep an eye on the audience. Keep an eye on the crowd, as I often do with my video camera and stuff. And I am seeing more women than I've ever seen coming out, young girls, women. And I think our demographic growth is right there. And I think recruitment growth is going to be there. And I think these numbers that have been appalling is the wrong word, but uh, alarming might be a better word, that uh, so few women, of course, um, are in the pilot seats and, and, and those numbers haven't changed the last few years, although we've seen some indications of trending. I'm really seeing a visual on it now, and I think hats off to Bayo and some of the other pilots that have helped make that happen. So keep an eye open for that, and I think... We'll talk more because it's not scientific, but uh, I'm seeing more of it in my lens. It is cool to have Rebel and Bayo representing the United States Air Force in the uh, F-16 and F-35. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, it's uh, it's flown by another 30 <laughs> minutes of uh, of one of the best shows in air. Well, the only show really at uh, <laughs> Air Show Podcast uh, Land. But we're glad to be able to do it. And but we just went to the dogs today. Yeah, we did. I oh, mean, Pet Cemetery, oh, oh, oh. Jumbo, the elephants, untimely death. Yeah. Yes. It was Chipmunks. great. Chipmunks. Chipmunks. Well, hey, it was fun though. I enjoyed it. And, and now uh, Matt has pressing engagement. That I, do, I do. I do. I do. I have to. I have to run. But listen, it, it's been fun hanging out with you. Uh, and we, we so appreciate you listening. If you want to follow the show, Rick, we do have a website coming out eventually. Yeah, there's another eventually. nudge to Rick, Rick, get busy on this. Well, please. no, there's a, we have a website coming out, but but yeah. I, I got a, a message the other day. Uh, a lot of you were listening on uh, the, the Podbean player that we used to have. We are now using a new one called Red Circle. Uh, yes. And for those of you that have not yet switched over, you can just subscribe on iTunes. Uh, or Google Play. That's the easiest way to do it. So uh, we appreciate it. All right. Are we done? We're done. All right. I don't say done. And look. Done. See you in another two <laughs> weeks. From Air Venture, I guess, right? Is that our next show is from Air Venture? Oh, my we'll, God. That's right. Our next one will be from Air Venture. It will bring I will Rob not. In. So, uh, well, no, no. I'm going to do. I'm, I'll do mine remotely. Maybe yeah. I'll do the control on it next time. You guys That'll be there fun. You go. Set it up. There All right. So long for now. Awesome, guys. Followed me all the way back to the island. <laughs> Jesus, look at this thing. It's coming up the stairs after me. This is like a nightmare. What oh, it's just that? a wolf. Never mind. I, I thought just it was a, a dog from Pet Cemetery. <laughs>